Jacqueline Fernari grew up as the daughter of an American pastor serving a church in Turkey. One day her parents came home with some pretty dramatic news. I remember that my parents came home and informed me that there was a man who had come to our church and had pulled a gun out and almost killed my dad that day. That was that was pretty scary for me as a kid to hear. I think that my parents' response was very, very forgiving though and to choose to stay in Turkey despite that risk, despite what had just happened, really showed their dedication to serving the Lord there. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and uh, some of you are tuning in to hear the second half of our testimony from Hamid from Iran. We are going to break in and not talk to Hamid this week. He will be back next week to finish telling his story of coming to faith in Iran. And the reason that we're breaking in to that is a very special guest and a very timely guest. Our guest this week is Jacqueline Fernari. Jacqueline is the daughter of Andrew and Noreen Brunson, who were both detained in Turkey in 2016. Jacqueline's mom, Noreen, was subsequently released, but Andrew Brunson, her dad, has been imprisoned ever since then. He is facing charges of terrorism and espionage by the Turkish government. And the reason that we are broadcasting this weekend talking about this is because his trial begins on Monday, April the 16th, and we want to equip you to be praying as this trial gets going. Now, I want to, I want to be very clear about this. Voice of the Martyrs obviously is involved in Turkey, uh, but our work is primarily through indigenous Turkish pastors. Andrew Brunson is an American citizen. We haven't partnered with him previously. I don't want to try to take credit for other people's work, but as his case has become so widely covered, uh, it's been covered in everything from Fox News to the New York Times. We have obviously been following that. We've been praying for Andrew and Noreen. And we wanted to use this weekend's broadcast to really call you to prayer as this trial starts. So, Jacqueline, welcome to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Yes, thank you for having me here. You know, I know that we have a lot of listeners who have prayed for Turkey, prayed specifically for your dad and for your mom, but it's great to have you on and kind of share firsthand what's going on. You know, I think Probably the first question on a lot of our minds is, how's your dad doing? I think it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. At the start, he was, of course, very confused, very uncertain of what was happening. He was worried. He couldn't communicate with us for the first three weeks of his detention. My brothers and I had no idea what was happening. No one could communicate with them. As time's gone on, he's, uh, he's been getting a bit better. I think right now he's he's feeling very anxious and nervous for the upcoming trial yeah, that starts uh, on Monday. Understandably so. Yes. But overall, I think in the last few months he's really come to be a lot more at peace with the situation. He's calmed down a bit more. He's been able to spend more time with God and has just accepted and said, Lord, my life is yours. I may not be happy with the situation, 
but I'm really relying on you and you are worthy of everything that I'm going through. So he's really been, he's been handling things a lot better recently. Now, when is the last time that you were able to visit him? I was able to see him in August. It was only, I believe, a one hour visit. Wow. So it was, it was very short and that was, that's the only time that I've actually been able to talk with my father in the last almost year, yeah, year and a half at this point. And as I understand it, in the course of that time, you got married. Is that right? That is right. Right before my father was detained, my now husband had sent him a picture of the ring, had asked for his blessing. And since that time, I've, I've gotten married. My dad has definitely missed out on a lot, but my husband and I decided to wait for a ceremony for my father because I promised him that he will walk me down the aisle. So I'm still waiting for that, still hoping. Yeah. One of the reports that I read, and I, it's been several months ago, though, was uh, that one of the books that your dad had read while he was in prison was written by Richard Wormbrand, who's the founder of The Voice of the Martyrs. Do you, do you know anything about that or, or what he drew out of that story? He has read many books in the last year and a half, and I know that I think he's read several by Richard Wormbrand, if I'm not mistaken. And I know that each one has definitely helped him to endure in this time of persecution. How is your mom doing? Uh, my mom is a very, very strong woman. I have to say my dad really chose well when he picked her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's very strong, but it's been a very difficult trying time for her. She's had to try to keep the family going and encourage every one of us while at the same time encouraging my dad. It's It's been difficult for her to have to carry all of this for so long. Yeah, understandably so. Now, yeah. at first, your parents were detained together, and the, the thought was, well, they're going to you know, cancel their visas and, and send them home. At what point did you understand that this was going from, uh, yeah, they might cancel their visas to, wait a minute, this is really serious charges? So actually, I did not find out immediately when my parents were detained. It was, I think, the next day my aunt called me and asked me if I had any update. And I said, update on what? What's happened? So then I was filled in. And at that point, I was told that they were going to be sent out of the country. And of course, my mind is racing, trying to figure out how this is going to work. We're trying to contact them, but we can't. But I believe that I found out on a Saturday. And by that Monday, we should have known if they were being sent back to the United States, if they were going to have some time to collect their things. And when we didn't hear from them for a while, that's when my family started to realize that something bigger was happening here. And that's when we started to really, really get worried. What's really come out of this experience is I've definitely started to understand whether I like a situation or not, whether there are world powers involved in a situation or not, God is ultimately in control and he has a plan. And that is something that has given me a lot of comfort to know that ultimately God has it. Have you seen some instances or, or has your parents shared some instances where they've seen maybe something God did that brought good out of this, even though, like you say, it's not necessarily what we would have chosen, it's not necessarily what we would have wanted, but have you seen some times where God really brought something good out of it? Yes, definitely. I think it was about three months ago, and my dad, he's he's led worship a lot at our church. He plays the guitar, and 
he finally started to gain a bit more strength and started worshiping again in his cell. And he decided to write a song about how God is worthy of all the suffering and worthy of everything. And at the same time, there were some people in the Turkish church that were praying that the Lord would give the Turkish church a song to help encourage them in the persecution that seems to lie ahead. And it was, it was interesting to see how God worked out the same timing as people were praying. My dad had written that song, and now it's being sung in Turkey. So that was really, really encouraging. That's great. Yeah. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Jacqueline Fernari. Jacqueline is the daughter of Andrew and Noreen Brunson. Andrew is on trial in Turkey beginning on Monday. Jacqueline, do you have a message for those who have been praying for your parents and praying for your family over the past 18 months? I think especially as we get ready for the trial and we hopefully launch a new wave of prayer. But what do you say to the people who already have been praying for your family over these last months? Yes, what I say is thank you so, so much for caring about the situation and praying faithfully for for my family, for my dad, and the Turkish church as a whole. I think that the situation has drawn a lot more attention to what's going on in Turkey and what's happening with the church there. And the extra prayer that's been flowing in, I think, has really been making a difference. Thank you for your faithfulness in following up with the situation, praying constantly. And my family just really, we can't express how grateful we are for that. Amen. And and we certainly here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, that's one of our goals every week is to equip people to pray. Uh, and we're going to talk a little more about that specifically going forward a little bit later on in this show. Jacqueline, do you have any kind of a sense of, of what to expect come Monday? Have the lawyers said, is this you know, is this one day? Is this going to take months? Do you have any idea of a time frame or, or just kind of what's ahead in the next few weeks for your dad? I, I wish I could answer that, but I have no idea. I mean, there's so much uncertainty. There's been a lot of a lot of changes, I would say, with the situation, and it's hard to keep up with what's going on exactly. We're not sure how this is going to turn out. There could be a miracle, and my dad could be home in the next few days, or we could have to go through a very long trial process that could go on for months. I have no idea, but we're really, we're praying for a good outcome here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the work that your folks did in Turkey. Your dad was the pastor of a church. What was a typical day like in his, in his work? A typical day for him depends on, I think, the season of his work that he was in. I would say within the last few years that I was living in Turkey, he was very busy with the church. We had recently left our our mission board and had gone off independently. So that involved my parents starting a bit more from scratch again. So my dad was really busy. I mean, he's pastor, worship leader. He's following up with people in the church, trying to raise up leaders. There were a lot of prayer meetings. Friday night, there was always a worship night, which he would be at. My parents were also involved in setting up a house of prayer so that we can have 24-7 prayer going on. There was also a training center to help equip people to go out and take the word um, to others. So my, my dad was really, really busy with all of that work. Sounds yeah. sounds very much like a typical pastor's life, though. I, I mean, not not anything that other pastors don't do. Yeah, it was, it was fairly ordinary. It was... 
he was devoted to God and showing people God's love and preaching the preaching the word. And he had been, as I understand it, 23 years in Turkey before he was arrested. Is that right? Yes, 23 years. So uh, as far as I knew, my dad was just going to stay in Turkey forever. They <laughs> love the Turkish people. They love the culture. They had, I think, no plans to retire. <laughs> yeah. Had they ever had any trouble with the police before they were detained? Is this, you know, like had there been any kind of history of problems or this was like the first time out of the blue after 23 years? Yeah, it was very much out of the blue. We had no indication that this was coming. In fact, I think when my parents went in to the police station when they were then detained, they went in thinking that they were going to be given their permanent residence permits. So there was nothing to indicate that anything was wrong. So they thought it was a good visit. Yes, they, they thought it would be a good visit, and that quickly changed, unfortunately. And do you have any clue what changed things or why this? I mean, I know there's other Americans in Turkey that didn't get arrested. There's even other American pastors in Turkey that didn't get arrested. Is there any sense of why Andrew Brunson, why now after 23 years, any kind of a clue? It's... I mean, it's hard to say. We don't really know why why it had to be my dad that was chosen. Maybe it was a matter of convenience or I don't know, but it happened. We have a lot of questions that still aren't answered. Yeah. <laughs> what has the response been from the American government? I mean, obviously, you know, here's a American citizen who's being held in Turkey. What what has been the response of U.S. officials uh, on behalf of your dad and on behalf of your family? I would say that it's been a surprisingly big response. We have the vice president and the president involved and asking for my father's release every chance that they get. We've had high up officials um, asking for my father's release. The embassy in Turkey is regularly visiting my dad, checking in, making sure that things are uh, okay over there. It's been a very strong response. We're just hoping for action to actually start happening. We, we're hoping that what the U.S. government has been pushing will start to get a response from Turkey and lead to my father's release. What was it like for you growing up in Turkey? For me, growing up in Turkey felt normal. I was not aware that you know Turkey and America had differences in how you would grow up. I was a kid. I was raised in a nice Christian family. I went to church. I went to school. I had friends. To me, Turkey was home. It's what I've always known. Did you go to Turkish schools? My parents sent uh, my siblings and I to Turkish school for, I think, somewhere between four and five years, depending on which child, so that we could learn the culture, learn the language, and really feel comfortable in Turkey because they wanted us to feel at home. Did you ever feel fearful there? Uh, obviously, you know, I think back to 2007, the, the three men were martyred in Malatya. Did you ever feel like you were in danger or uh, at risk because you lived in Turkey? I never really felt like I was in danger. I do remember, I'm not sure how many years ago it was, maybe, maybe six, maybe seven, maybe a bit more, I'm not sure. But I remember that my parents came home and informed me that there was a man who had come to our church and had pulled a gun out and almost killed my dad that day. That was, that was 
pretty scary for me as a kid to hear. No doubt. So how did your family kind of respond to that or, or work through that fact that, hey, you know, that's, this guy just came. He had he had plans to kill our dad, our husband. How did you kind of go through that? And, and still, obviously, you decided to stay in Turkey and keep doing the work that you were doing. Yeah, I mean, I would say for myself, I was I was pretty young at that time, so I wouldn't really know what response to even have, <laughs> um, except some level of fear and knowing that it was over and that I would leave it to the, the adults to figure out at the time. I think that my parents' response was very, very forgiving, though, and to choose to stay in Turkey despite that risk, despite what had just happened, really showed their dedication to serving the Lord there. What I sense from you and from all of the things that I've read about your dad and your mom is that they love Turkey. They love the people. They love the country. They do. They really do. It's home. I used to think that I would end up having to bring my future children to Turkey to see their grandparents. I just thought they would never leave. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Jacqueline Fernari. She is the daughter of Andrew and Noreen Brunson. Andrew is arrested in Turkey on trial beginning on Monday, April 16th. If he is found guilty of all the charges, there is the possibility of a 35-year prison sentence. Jacqueline, when I say that, 35 years in prison, what do you think? Or or how does your heart respond when you think about the possibility that your dad could be sentenced to 35 years in prison? I think that it sounds so crazy that I just can't even process what that would look like. 35 years for him would mean he would get out when he's 85, which means his whole life is just gone. He would miss out on so much of his time that he could be spending with my mom. He would miss out on seeing my siblings and I grow up and transition into adult life, make decisions, get married, have children. So it's, it's very painful to think of that possibility. One of the things that we always try to do here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio is equip people to pray. Uh, and as we talked about the fact we are airing this interview this weekend because your dad's trial starts on Monday, and we want to equip people to pray as we go into that trial. So I want you to help us and, and kind of coach us about very specific ways that we, our listeners, and I are the Voice of the Martyrs family. How can we pray as we go into Monday and the trial begins next week? Several ways that you could be praying. One, for my dad and my mom, that they would have peace and that they would be calm through this time, that they wouldn't feel anxious and nervous with everything that's happening. I'm sure it's going to be a very stressful time. So just for God's peace to be over them and say a prayer for our lawyer to give a really good case, present the best defense possible. As a prayer for the judge presiding over the case, for the prosecutor, that they would see the situation and would be merciful and that the truth will come out in this court case and that my father will be released. Say for my family, um, prayer for encouragement, for strength, and for perseverance to keep fighting the fight as we go through this process. And of course, for my dad to just be home. Absolutely. Let me ask you another question regarding prayer, because I know Turkey is changing. A lot has happened in the last two years in Turkey. How can we pray for the country as a whole, but in particular for the church, for Christians in Turkey 
uh, during this time of, of kind of upheaval? Yes, I would say pray for the church to be strengthened during this time and for them to really cling on to, to the word, to what they know is true and to not be shaken away from fear or persecution or any threats that come their way. It's going to be a difficult time, so pray for perseverance. We want to equip our listeners to pray, and I want to especially encourage our listeners this week. Again, we're talking with Jacqueline Fernari. Her dad, Andrew Brunson, is on trial this coming Monday, April 16th, in Turkey. Uh, Very serious charges against him. He is a pastor. He's served in Turkey for more than 20 years. And so we want to pray specifically for Andrew Brunson, for Noreen, as Jacqueline has mentioned, for the judge, for the prosecutor, for this whole process. We want to pray for God's hand to be evident and ultimately that justice will be done. Jacqueline, it's such an honor to have you here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you for representing your family. Thank you for helping us to be able to pray effectively and advocate effectively. And we are praying. I want you to know, and if you speak with your parents, please communicate that, that there are many hundreds and even thousands of Christians here in the United States who are praying for this trial, praying for your family, and and excited, expectantly waiting to see God's hand at work in this situation. Yes, thank you so much for for inviting me here, for listening, for praying, and getting word out for others to pray. My family cannot express, we cannot express how grateful we are for this. Well, we are thankful, and we will be praying, and we wish God's blessings on you and on your family. And I look forward to the day when I get to interview your dad, and and we get to ask questions about his time in prison and how he got released. So uh, I expectantly look forward to that opportunity. Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Bless you, Jacqueline. Thank you for being with us. All right. Thank you so much. If you missed any of our conversation with Jacqueline Fernari, you can listen to the whole thing again at vomradio.net. And I want to ask a favor of you. Would you take a moment to share this episode with Christian friends who you know will pray? With the trial beginning on Monday, you can help recruit as many Christians as possible to pray for Andrew and Noreen Brunson. And as Jacqueline has mentioned, pray for the judge, pray for the attorneys, just pray for God's hand to be evident in this entire trial. Give your Christian friends a link to vomradio.net. Encourage them to listen to our conversation with Jacqueline. You know, as we're thinking about Pastor Brunson in prison in Turkey, I've had two passages of Scripture on my mind. One of them is Hebrews 13.3, of course, the foundation verse for the Voice of the Martyrs' work, Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. Let's remember Andrew this week as if we were chained with him, as if we were on trial right beside him. And let's pray for encouragement and strength for him and for his entire family. The other verse that's come to my mind is what Jesus said in Mark chapter 13, But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given you in that hour, speak that, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. You know, when I think about Andrew Brunson sitting in a prison cell, thinking about the possibility of a 35-year prison sentence, I think it would be very hard to follow that command, do not worry. But I pray that he is not worried, and I grab onto the promise that the Holy Spirit will give him exactly the words to speak, 
when the trial starts on Monday and whatever comes after that. As Jacqueline has shared, Andrew and the family don't really know what to expect. They don't know how long this process is going to take. But Jesus said that we don't need to worry and that the Holy Spirit will guide us. And I pray that Andrew and Noreen are experiencing that peace right now and that they will experience that very real, personal, moment-by-moment guidance from the Holy Spirit as the trial begins and whatever comes after that. Last week, we heard part one of an interview with Hamid, a believer from Iran. I know some of you came back this week for the second half of that story, and I, I thank you for your patience as we've shared about Andrew Brunson in Turkey. When we left off the story, Hamid was in the military. He was stationed in a town far from home, being questioned and pressured every single day to renounce his faith in Christ. We're going to hear what happened next when Hamid joins us next week. Come back and join us right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.